Lily, what's something that works so well that it's basically magic? I, not to be so American, but I love aircon. Another thing that works like magic is selling whatever you want to sell on Shopify. And you're using Shopify? I'm using Shopify magic to whip up captivating content that converts. And do they have amazing customer service when you have a snag or a rafu? Oh yes, when a rafu comes to town, my dear, I simply call them, I phone them up on my telephone. Oh, so wonderful. What you need to do is you need to sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash book club now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash book club. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. This is a HeadGum Podcast. I think it has every ingredient that you want a celebrity member. Sex, which is, drugs, rock and roll. Like an interaction with every other celebrity of the time. Right. You're getting a full history of Studio 54. You're getting B.B. King. You yeah. know what I mean? You're, you're getting music. You're getting movies. You're getting television. You're, getting, you're getting animals. You're getting sharks. You're getting lions. All the, roar, all lion the famous King. animals, honey. Yeah. Flipper. She fucked him too. <laughs> that knocking at the door it's all your friends you filthy whore your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill it's hollywood it's books it's gossip i'm shook it's memoirs it's martinis it's studio 54 it's celebrity book club come read it while it's hot celebrity book club tell your secrets we won't talk celebrity book club no boys are allowed celebrity book club Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. I'm Steven. And I'm Lily. And this is Celebrity Freaking Book Club. Welcome to the table, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Literally thrilled because we are going to be talking about one of our joint favorite books that we just reread, No Lifeguard on Duty by Janice Dickinson. The world's first supermodel, um, which is not quite true and we'll kind of get into that, but... 
Janice Dickinson, of course, the leggy, sassy, sassy, tan, almond-shaped eyes, which is mm. something she really talks yeah, about a lot. Yeah, the almond-shaped eyes. She's always been like, mine's are almond-shaped. I'm just like, I mean, I guess. Sure. Big supermodel from the 70s and 80s. And of course, many of you may know her as... A panel judge on America's Next Top Model cycles one through four. And of course, in Top Model World, we say cycle, not season, as we all know. Yeah. Um, we, of course, fell in love with Janice in from our... From A&T. High school years watching her on Top Model, we didn't know so much fashion history at that point, so she was sort of a new character to us. I would say the Simon Cowell of the Simon Cowell, the you know, she kind of defined that bitchy, sassy. You know, you have Tyra hosting the show and keeping a movie, and and, and Tyra's the mother hen, and, and, and Janice. You know, what Janice was bad cop. Yeah, Janice was the biting critique. She's you know, she's just saying, hey, you're five seven, that's too short. Like, there's actually nothing you can do about it. You're not a model. She famously got into a huge fight with Tyra in one season about a plus size model. And then Tyra accused her of being the reason that girls are bent over toilets across America right <laughs> oh now. Oh my God, right. And it's like, Jenna spent 20 years bent over no, the toilet. No, I know. It's like, girl, she's up. been at that toilet. Yeah, and I feel like that's Janice's old school. She's like, I. that's what it's about to be a model. Right. It's just like, you know, she suffered and it's to be bulimic. And of course, there's healthier ways to save fit. But, yes. you know, it's interesting because she was always like doing a mix of, I think, healthy and unhealthy. Because she did like exercise. Oh, yeah. She, well, her, she did 30 mile bike rides. Right. That's and, you know, she... portion control is not a bad thing. <laughs> I feel like she was actually throwing up I don't, More from alcohol and coke yeah. and lewds, less. I mean, also, I don't that's think connected. She, I mean, she doesn't really talk about, I would say, having an eating disorder, per se. I think that she's more just like... I think she also, though, she's like, it's a given I had an eating disorder. Yeah, it's kind of just like, she's that's just a model being 80s thing about it. Yeah. 80s. She's like, not even really considering it a problem. She's like, hello, welcome to being a model. Yeah. But the way Janice Dickinson is like, it's not just like, oh, you're sassy and mean. It's like, you are hilarious. You have a sharp tongue. A sharp tongue and a sharp eye. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the reasons that Tyra Banks asked her to be a panelist on American Sex Top Models was she read this book, which came out in 2002. And she was like, oh, Janice has such an incisive eye and such a critical eye of the modeling industry. She would probably give great critiques of the girls on this new show I'm launching. Because I think, you know, of course, there's other veterans, you know, of model history, but mm. may not be able to no. also critique. And as we learned this book, Janice also has a passion for photography. Yes. She's a photographer as well. So she knows girls to pose and blah, blah, blah. She's been on either side of the camera, sweetheart. And she, when you're like world's first supermodel, you're kind of like, oh, wait, like, I thought Cindy Crawford was <sighs> okay, or something. Wait. Basically, like half of her Wikipedia is just like angry wiki editors, like saying how she actually was not the world's first supermodel. And like, it, there's like 18 other instances, like in the like the New York Gazette in 1932 of them calling just like, oh, like Jemima Castleworth was like a supermodel. And then like, I mean, Twiggy obviously was the 60s. So it was it's a supermodel. Yeah. And then also it's kind of like people know Gia better right. because of because Angelina, of the movie. The movie. In the film, Gia is like, she's like this heroin addicted supermodel. Right. And Janice says she paved the way for her because it's like everyone was casting just these blonde right. Cheryl Teagues, all American apple pie. Thin lipped. And yeah, no one was kind of casting a dark haired, mm-hmm. tan white person, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, I paved the way for, for like, brunettes. Brunette. <laughs> um, and that's kind of huge of me. So, right, Gia was this dark Italian. Lesbian. Back to Janice. <laughs> Literally back to Janice. <laughs> so she is like, 
Also, the way she writes this book is my favorite way, like, boomers can speak, mm-hmm. where they talk about the 70s yeah. and the 60s, that it was, like, the craziest time on earth. Like, it was constant coke. The 70s, it was a Mick Jagger. It was Jack Nicholson. It was Iman. It, it was Diana Veerland. listing this, celebrities yeah. that were in a room. And she's, she's just like, Andy Warhol came over to me, grabbed a cigarette from my hand, and then Halston threw me up against a wall <laughs> and fucked me while Steve Rebell poured out seven lines of coke. She's like, Sly Stallone pulled out his big hoagie from his pants, and I said, <laughs> what are you going to do with that? And he said, it's waiting for you. Honey, then we got on a plane and a famous actress put her pussy in my mouth and yeah sure I ate it I'm not a lesbian but why not and no I won't, I won't tell you <laughs> who it is <laughs> um, okay so let's sort of like now that we've sort of um, I think given the vibe given the vibe and kind of you know uh, set the context a little bit which is something I absolutely obsessed with yeah. doing um, of who Janice Dickinson is to many people today let's sort of walk it back and go through her totally and her in a way these are spoilers but also not and this is a podcast of spoilers it's a podcast of spoilers spoiler yeah no like uh, yeah like definitely skip a heart <laughs> <laughs> well I just feel like everyone I'm just saying read this book now <laughs> trigger warning spoilers <laughs> Um, but we're not going to take away from the, 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 the book is so joyous to read. Yes. It's just pure and, joy. Oh, and everywhere. let me just tell you something right now. We will be very honest with you on this podcast. Okay. If a book is not well-written or not fun, we will tell you. Right. We will be the first to tell you that this book sucks. Yeah. We're not working for HarperCollins, okay? No. <laughs> We're not okay. working for Random House. Okay, there isn't a kickback in sight, sweetie, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Who paid for these books? We did. <laughs> Here's the reason why this book is incredible, is just the acknowledge- no, acknowledgements, the acknowledgements before the book starts. This is on literally page two of the book. The Beverly Glen Pharmacy, especially Sue and Mark. The Beverly Glen Cleaners. The Beverly Glen Deli, especially George and Karen. Thanks for not spitting in the food. It's just like, okay, so you're thanking every local business in Beverly Hills. And then, if I may, on the last page of the acknowledgments, I want to salute every gay man that I tried to seduce. Thank you for letting me down easy. I want to thank lesbians everywhere. May the Lap Lap 500 Club continue to Wait, reign. What, what is, is that the inside lap? joke? Is uh, it like Lesbians Association of like Pussy or something like that? Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's so def- pussy. It definitely is that, yeah. And she eats pussy in this book, but yeah. she's it's like very just like, sure, I'll try it, but I'd rather the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very Mae West. And like, yes. Her and I would vibe. say she is kind of her generation's Mae West. Yeah. She's so va va voom. She's always walking into a room and be like, you're going to have to buy me dinner first. Right. And just being like, of course, the men were staring at us. Dogs, they all wanted us. <laughs> <laughs> Eat she, up, honey. When she and Gia like go to just like Sardis yes. or something and they're just like, we were railing coke in the bathroom and we're absolutely <laughs> blackout drunk and every man in the club wanted to sink their teeth into our pussies. And it felt so good to walk out and not let them. She's always like making Jack Nicholson, Warren Beatty or Mick Jagger like wait She's being a little Joan well, from Girlfriends and being like, yeah. ah, three days. Well, this actually is why she is so Joan from Girlfriends because she's like sometimes weirdly anti-sex where it's like a little bit, not anti-sex, but a little <laughs> bit proud she's of like- sex negative, She's always not sex negative. She's fucked everyone on earth. But yeah. then she'll be like, she was like, oh, but actually in my like first year as a model in Paris, I did only sleep with one guy. And then she's like, and then, like, there was one other guy who went down on me. And then I did, like, go down on one other guy after a night of amazing coke. And she'll be like, so what? Yeah, it was kind of a weird week where I did fuck three guys. Well, I think she says that because I think she dealt with a lot of tabloid 
mm-hmm. um, stuff of people calling her like a slut. Yeah. And every guy just assuming totally. that like Trigger she would fuck stuff. Them. Yeah. And also just like a John Belushi was just like, you're going to fuck me tonight. Right. So oh, like, and then she's in that limo with Jack Nicholson and Angelica Houston, and she's pretending like they never fucked, and it's so awkward. And, of course, Jack Nicholson is, like, completely disgusting, and after they fuck, he tells her, don't tell anyone, you have a star come inside you. Yeah, and it's like, so do you have to be so Jack Nicholson? I mean, and of course like, he's so Jack yeah, Nicholson. I mean, he is Jack Nicholson. Everyone <laughs> is so exactly what you think. They're yeah. like every celebrity she sleeps with. Um, Just like Sly Stallone is only speaking in like ham, bam, lamb. He says ham, bam, lamb every time they after they fuck. Yeah. And, and she's like, always like, it didn't take that long. No, and he's such like a two-second Timmy. I mean, there's like a lot of like she two-second Timmy's. She's always just be like, and then Mike and I had breakup sex. It didn't take long. <laughs> well, also, which is why I think maybe she does marry the more interesting looking guys because she says like guys that are too good looking aren't good in bed. Yeah, I mean, what's it's a classic al- model thing. What's right? also interesting, she doesn't talk about anyone's dick size except for Liam Neeson when she donkey. says an Evian, Evian bottle, bottle fell drunk. out. He was hung like a donkey. I, I remember reading that. So when we we actually read this book in high school. Right, and, we already revealed that. But okay. We so, read it when we were 16 and we just did a reread of it. We just did a reread of it. Um, So it's super fresh. Um, Even though we were only 16 two years ago. We're so young. And I... Remember reading that line. I had, let, mind you, okay. Virgin. I, absolute virgin. I don't even know. You if had I, like just started jerking off. I just, I literally <laughs> just started jerking off. I was like an insane weird Catholic. I didn't jerk off till like sophomore year of high school. And you school. were jerking off to like what? Your Tomb Raider poster? Lily. <laughs> Too far? No, Too I remember actually one time oh. I ripped a Calvin Clyde ad with a man in it and <laughs> taped it. <laughs> this is so weird. I taped it above the toilet in our in my bathroom that I shared oh, with my brother and I jacked install off install vibes. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> didn't install and I jacked off into the toilet. Like directly into it. So it would just like go you know, away. everything would right. disappear. I mean that's smart. Yeah. It was very like make it go away. Right. Um but I remember reading that line about her, she's like shooting Liam Neeson on a rock on a beach. Her photography career also, can we talk? Is so <laughs> iconic and she's always just like, okay, you know what it reminded me of her photography career is to talk about The L Word, one of our favorite shows. It feels, her becoming a photographer feels very when Tina gets back into producing. No, I know. And she's just like, I'm actually really focused on documentary right now. <laughs> and she's like, so I got a new lens. And, and she's <laughs> always like, hey, um, do you mind if we stop in Malibu and bring Christy along? I want to do some shots. I want to take her. some really good shots. shots. And she was like, we actually took some amazing shots in natural light. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then like, she, like what are these photos for? Always saying like she uses her photographer geniusly as an excuse. Always like break up with the guy. But she's yeah. like, sorry, I can't. I have a chance to take photographs. And then she was like, yeah. And he was jealous of my budding skills. Which is true. No, I'm sure when you date a photographer, they will this, get jealous like, of your budding French skills. This like French photographer probably was just like, you know nothing about light. Right. Um, and it's just like, what's there to know, bitch? Just click, click, click. Um, so anyway, she's shooting Liam Neeson on this beach in Malibu, and she's like, and he pulls down his Speedo, and an Evian bottle fell out. And that line fucking reverberated through my head for the next 15 years. And mm. I just, I, I literally, I just. It was your root? One of your roots? No, it was a huge root for me. And I was just like, that, it, like, the fact that that's, like, possible, that that's out there, like, it just was it so. It was a dream. It was, it was a crazy dream. And, like, I'm not only really saying it motivated me to, like, go around finding the biggest cocks, because just, like, 
that's not well, but also, but Evian, like, it's glamour, but, but also huge. You know, huge but glam. Evian, one that of the best is so, waters. So so true because you don't want a huge Evian. Head. You're not gonna be like, oh, it's a Coke bottle. Yeah, no, I, the fact that it was Evian because like it's thick, it's thick, big. and you know, I've talked about Evian water a lot in my right. career, but Evian water is thick and buttery, and it's also French. And you know, I have a love affair with France, and I'm, I'm a big Francophile. Right, you're a Francophile, and I'm like, well, you are Italian. I'm Italian, so. I'm an Italian file. So. <laughs> well, and then she's like, and a week later, it's always like, there's always some, there's so many phone calls, which is very like, this book happened before texting. Yeah. She's <laughs> always like, and then Liam called me and he said, come over, babe. I said, not now. And then he called me three more times. Oh, yeah. And Everyone's always over. like, calling someone off the, off the ring. What's the, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's okay. going on your list of failed euphemisms. Off the, uh. <laughs> The what hook. off the hook? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm too addicted to the cell phone. I don't even know what the landline terminology is anymore. <sighs> oh, you and I, you and me, honey, we used to be on landlines all the time. Six we, one seven. Say it. Fuck. Eight. No. Nine. Yes. Nine nine one. No. Nine nine eight. No. You're confusing it with yours. Mine was right. Six. Yeah. Six one seven. Nine four one. No. Okay, I don't. Think, I don't think I got it. <laughs> it was nine six five zero two four one. No, three four two nine. You okay. had the four this two is, right. Yeah, yours was six one seven six six one nine eight two nine. Yes, but bam. Okay, a note also about phones in this book and like the seventies is so she has this like friend who she used to do lewds and acid with when she was fifteen. There's a lewd on every page of this book. Oh yeah, and she also like she's like I reach for my vitamin C's, which is what she calls lewds. No, 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 no. This is why she said that because oh, she accidentally her. saw another model while they were on this crazy flight to Tokyo <laughs> right. for a Calvin Klein show. Accidentally put her or no, no, on purpose. She concealed her quaaludes in a vitamin a bottle of vitamin C pills. Right. So, like, whatever security would think that they were vitamin C, classic hack, going to Bergheim, bring a vitamin C <laughs> bottle, like, full of lids. And then she, like, accidentally reached for vitamin C because she was getting a cold. Right. And then she was like, and I'm about to go on the runway, and I can't even walk. And Calvin Klein was so mad at me, and he's never forgiven her. And he's, like, she already fucked up one time in a Calvin Klein show where the- she got fucked by this model. Wait, hold Wait, on, actually. die. So she gets fucked by this model who Wait, was like... I, I actually have the passage Okay, saved. read can it, and then read? I'll okay. tell you my little info. Here's what happened. We're backstage before the show. Everyone is running around like crazy, half-naked, excited. You can hear the audience starting to arrive and take their seats. Anybody who means anything in the business is going to be out there, watching, judging. And that only adds to the nervous buzz. So you're excited and half-naked and hot and nervous and surrounded by the most beautiful people in the world. And suddenly, you find yourself horsing around with a perfect-looking man who wants you. And what do you do? You find a closet and you lift up your skirt and you fuck him. And you fuck faster because the show's about to start. The G-rated show. And then you come and he explodes inside you and you barely have time to catch your breath. And boom, you're disengaged and heading for the runway. And Calvin is screaming, where the fuck have you been? I've been looking everywhere. And the dressers are hovering around you. Their hands flapping like nervous birds, trying to undo the mess you've made. And then you feel the cum dripping down your leg and you smile at Calvin and say, I was fucking Tony Spinelli and it was great thank you very much and then you're on the runway trying to keep your knees from buckling Ugh. could there be a more iconic passage <laughs> walking like, down the couch oh and she's always like runway 
That's where you felt a lot. Yeah, no, you didn't make the most money. Okay, catalog pays the bills. You do okay? Sears, you do Macy's. That's what's paying <laughs> the bills. But runway. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, that's where it all goes so, down. So then he forgives her, and then they have this other iconic hang post to Studio Fifty Four where she literally comes up with the idea for Calvin Klein underwear. Okay, this is one of those things where I'm I like, I mean, where you're kind of like, as if Janice, like, <laughs> you do you really, had, yeah. <laughs> you were, you like, were blacked out every night in the 70s, and, and she's just, like, and then he came out, and I said, you should put your name on that underwear. And he said, sure, I'll give you 10%. Honey, I never saw a dime. And it's like, <laughs> are you kind of saying that in retrospect? No, I know, and I'm just like, she also, I'm sure she did have that idea at some but well point? she she implies that she came up with the idea of putting the a name yeah, of underwear. a designer on the band of the underwear but i'm just like that can't be true this episode is sponsored by zocdoc you're trying to find a cause for your symptoms achy back headache runny nose itchy eye wart on my genitals so let me guess, you stumbled down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Oh, but what I was going to say about landline stuff and what's so sad is no, like... yeah, please bring it back to landlines. She has this friend who, right, she did like acid with as a teen. And then, of course, they lost touch. And then she gets this letter from the friend that's oh, like scrawled yeah. and is like, I'm in trouble. I'm in Paris. Need money now. And she's like, okay, obviously she's like a heroin addict because yeah. it's like the 70s. And then it turns out that her friend is like, was actually needing money for like a her- rare cancer yeah. drug. And it's just like, it made me think of the Sex and the City episode where no one shows up to Carrie's birthday dinner at Il... Il Cantonori. Ca- I was about to say Il Cacciatore. Il Cantonori. <laughs> and it's just... you. It, those moments, they actually make me so stressed. I'm always wow. just like, can someone pick up the goddamn phone? Wow. And sort It's of, like so yeah. easily avoidable. And then, and then she goes to her friend. Her friend's like dying in a coma. 
That's so interesting. You know, I would love to really dig into why those get at you so badly. Mm. You're like the the because it's it's that you like feel like someone could have been helped. Yes, that's right, and yeah. that's your sort of savior syndrome kicking in. Right? Why why can't I just accept life? Right, accept life and accept that you can't. You can't fix everything can't, and be you, this mother den. You can't be a mother. mother hen. You can't be a mother <laughs> den. You can't. You know. You can't like save every oil covered duck on the beach. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You can buy all the dawn in the world. But... It's just kind of that you do feel the way because you're so not like a volunteerer. <laughs> Well, I'm so that because, like, yeah, I'm not a volunteer. Sorry. You're more just like, I feel like you see, like, your mom having falling outs with her siblings and are very, yes. like, okay. Classic, maybe just, like, child of divorce. I think it's child of divorce, you take on the burdens of, like, And you're like, make up. Yeah. Anyway, so that made me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just, but see, I, to me, that passage was kind of just, like, like life yeah, it's really life. sad, but life. But it's like they were they had already lost touch. They already moved on. It's it's not like it, I think it no, would have been I'm really disingenuous for her to like suddenly have this like friendship with this person that she clearly just like would feel bad for. It's like I just like feel like feeling bad for someone mm-hmm. and like having a, a, a guilt driven friendship to me is like not act, doesn't actually make another person feel good. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about paying for the experimental drug. <laughs> that would have okay, this, well, like, this goes cancer. back to you just like always wanting to participate in a drug trial. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm always like, no, it's like I'm trying to like be in like an experimental vaccine. Right, and you're like, vaccine. so this vaccine is actually only 25% effective. And you're like, oh, absolutely. I'm done. How much is it? 800 bucks? Yeah. Sure, yeah. And it's just at like sleep studies because yeah. I did all those focus groups in high school. I mean, it's in at college. Pace University. I went to college in Chicago, and to make that extra cash, I did a ton of focus groups, and Chicago's famously very madman. There's a lot of advertising there. So I got really into the focus group scene, which was pretty easy to get into because they were just like, do you chew gum? Okay, you're in. And it was like a chewing gum focus group in one where it was like we had to discuss the chewing gum packaging, and it was like me and all these girls just being like, yeah, extra gum. Their packaging is for grandmas, and it makes you think of grandmas. And then the ad that they were promoting were like more orbit style packages and it was like a piece of gum sexily dancing and we were like oh yeah extra is sexy now wait do you remember when we went to what we thought was that like preview of the fall TV lineup in New Hampshire but it was actually an insane advertising focus group for Charmin and it was like at a weird hotel it was at a weird like Ramada in Portsmouth and we like drove an hour and 45 minutes in high school and we and like I was like Lily we're gonna get to see TV shows before anyone in America (laughs) and we like went to this insane this like weird sad meeting hall and like they sh- and like they showed us like 10 second clips of these like shows that were clearly from like 1992 like on the PAX channel they were like so PAX and it was like some unknown actress just being like eating Honey, bad Chinese I'm food like, oh, hard work day and we were like what is this like show about a woman living in a city and then it would cut to commercial and you would see like three commercials in a row for toilet paper and then we did like an hour of this and then they gave us this questionnaire and all the questions were about the ads uh, yeah and they were giving us like this big where all of our pen our Ramada in pens and, and they're like, like so would you say you're inclined to buy Sherman for your household of three to four, making under $150,000 a year. <laughs> we're like mailing about with the other. We're like, I don't know, we're 16. I don't really buy no, the and Everyone paper. else who was there was, was like a weird like couple in their 40s. And we, mean, and <laughs> our, our future. <laughs> absolute future. And like someone was just like, I, 
I don't. I think this was really just about the advertisers, and we were like, "Oh wait." We're all like <laughs> addicted to television, and like we've all been duped. We got scammed. Um, I feel like there's something. Okay, about so I. Cons- so my next question. So, uh, so Janice talks about this like floral dress that she wears. That first like scam modeling thing mm. she went to. That she also wears at the first photo shoot that she like accidentally showed up at, and then like ended up launching her career. Which is also, I feel like, such a story in every book. It's always like I went to a scam. Audition. Yeah. And then I like was in the right place at the wrong time. And the wrong place at the wrong time. And it was like this floor dress. And she was like, I looked kind of Hispanic in it. <laughs> and it's like, it's like kind of hugs her curves in this sexy way. And kind so of, it was the J-Lo dress. It does kind of sound a little, well, was it, I feel like it was like brown. No, with not the, like floor It was more like the, such a 70s print is what it sounds like to me. Those like big flowers that's like so like Right, it was like print. tight and yeah. floral. But it, she obviously felt like sexy in it and kind of just like brought out her kind of innate power and it made me think what was your first freakum dress to use the Beyonce terminology mm. what was the first thing that you really were like oh damn clothing can kind of like turn me into a rock star that is such a good question I'll go first so. yeah no clearly you've been thinking about this <laughs> well, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I need to think about yeah, this yeah think while I'm talking so my I remember the very first outfit that I ever felt like and this truly is so fucking B-list of me and I'm like sure. really is it defined just like sevens <laughs> I was maybe about 12 and I went to Filene's with my mom. And That's I, also where I shop too. And the outfit I got was this Liz Claiborne Boys oh my God. cream waffle knit long sleeve. Wait. <laughs> this is insane. And and then these like olive green tight jeans like little like tapered okay. little like cropped jeans are we talking Filene's downtown Boston or Filene's in Belmont because that's where I would do all the shopping this is so weird it was Filene's in Belmont and I never went to that Filene's because it was like why would I be going to the one in Belmont but it literally was at the Filene's in Belmont wow yeah this like could also like before we knew each other maybe we were passing no, each passing other no passing each other in the racks like trying to Liz Claiborne boys blazers and I remember just being like oh yeah I'm like this like cool like stylish young guy like stomping around and I remember I got, so also like Jack from Will and Grace for you just like it's the most like no, just, it's the most like nerdy not fabulous outfit ever and then I remember my fucking older brother being just like he saw me in my like brand new clothes and he was like so pissed and he was <laughs> and he was just like what the fuck is this Abercrombie oh because he was like so like, yeah he was trying to think like, that it, he was like oh how like you're uh, doing this fucking new- bullshit like we thought it was so like rich girl to get n- to wear like Abercrombie and it was like such bullshit only thing that like fucking like privileged rich Preppy. kids and it's just like bitch wake up like our parents have three houses <laughs> yeah. like, like what are you talking about hello and he was in high school at that point he yeah he would have been in high school he was really coming to his own as an incredibly obnoxious high schooler <laughs> um who was just like always screaming at my parents and then just like burning incense in the so he was also radio. like height incense like no he w- he, he, he had probably discovered like drifting by that he point. literally he had a list of all the college radio stations in boston like on an guitar, like next to his bed, like Emerson, which yes. I'm sure you probably did too. Babe, I didn't have to write it down. Ooh. Oh, no. Though, actually, I was so list. I was always just writing down band names and writing down movies. You're, okay, you're like list, but the list has no title. And it yeah, only it was has- more just general list. It would just be like, Real Big Fish, Money, Money, Boston, Frank Sinatra. And you're like, what is this list for? <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of funny, it's my first freak I'm going to kind of give you actually three. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I would say the F- Belmont 
filing boys department is like where I became a man. Like that was the original My Freakum. Like I remember getting in there a full Phoenix Suns basketball jersey and shorts, like (laughs) the full basketball outfit. You have, I mean, absolutely zero Zero connection connection to to Arizona. (laughs) But I think because Charles Barkley was huge then and my dad was named Charles. And it was, and my dad once. Let's unpack that. My dad once met Charles Barkley on a plane. So Janice. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of just into it at the time. Okay, Anyone who was like a famous basketball player. Wait, so it's like say, Michael Jordan, like, Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, you know. As a sidebar, I feel like people uh, always say they meet celebrities on plane. I've never seen a celebrity on plane. And well, today I thought I saw Yoko Ono on the subway. I kind of do think I it really was her. I really think it was her. Because again, it's so 70s to go from the train to the bus. Yeah. When and you she's, could just be taking a car. She's so boy transmitted and being like New York, old school. And she was wearing a hat that was similar to the hat we saw her wearing when we saw her in P-Town. Oh, I don't remember seeing her in P-Town. You may not have been there. Okay. But she, yeah, it was like little fedora. She was like, she's yay like, high. Yeah, she's three foot one. Huge glasses, leopard mask. Um, celebrities on planes. Yeah, I know. It happens to some. But anyway, my other freakum is when my sister like told me what Urban Outfitters was mm. and I started shopping there. Oh, girl. Oh, Ooh, now, we, now yeah. a lot of other kind of freakums yeah, memories are, are, are spilling in. in. <laughs> it was a men's section, obviously shiny red button down, long oh. sleeve. Okay. And it was like thick and iridescent. Like what the fuck the material was? It like was? I don't know. No, it was like thick and more like sparkly, and I had a red one and a green one. Was it almost? Was it like, like a scratchy? Thick... It was like polyester? Yeah, but it was a little bit stretchy too. It sounds like you're describing lame. No, because lame is smooth, and this had a rigid feel to it. <laughs> rigid. <laughs> it was like rigid, a little bit rough, in like that, like glitter was used or something. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And I was like, this? Because I really so wanted... So it's this really like Studio 54? It, yeah, except that the collar was like more Not... just like modern button down. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought it was as close as I was going to get because I really wanted to buy the outfits that P. Diddy and Mace wore in the Mo Money Mo Problems videos. Interesting. Those like shiny jumpsuits. And I was like, this is close enough. Yeah. So that's my freaking. Oh, and you did also like want a FUBU sweatshirt. That was a big moment for you too well, when you got that FUBU sweatshirt. Well, my therapist... I didn't know that it was like I was not like shouldn't own a Fubu sweatshirt, and my you really looked up to black male style. I, I mean, did. I feel like you always have, always have. Yeah, and my I, this is also it's like beyond my childhood analyst bought me a Fubu sweatshirt for my tenth birthday <laughs> that I still have, and I'm trying to sell on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Why it was purple. I don't think I'm super 90s. Yeah, it's like really saturated, like Barney 90s purple. A little bit darker. Yeah, it's Barney 90s, like super thick crew neck. And then in Terry towel material does the FB FUBU. Boom. Yeah. So. Um, Yeah, that's that. Those are some iconic. So I guess that was a huge. I mean, to have that piece of streetwear, that's a huge freak. I think my my, I just thought of my one other freak (laughs) that is like coming to mind was. My first pair of diesel jeans. Oh, yeah. And this sheer Armani Exchange polo that had two buttons. I don't know if you remember. And it said Armani Exchange in little letters right below the two buttons. coming back. 
it was one of the gayest shirts that's ever been made. It was crazy. And I was like a 14-year-old twink. Where Like, this should have been illegal. Like, I was wearing a absolute sheer, like, nipples, so visible. Who let you? But I guess we were just running free at the Copley Mall. I actually now remember. This is, like, very Janice in Hollywood, Florida. Like, one time I was wearing that shirt and then these shiny H&M dress pants. Oh and I God. was traveling alone at what? like age 14 from Hyannis to Boston. And I was in the Hyannis bus depot. And I kind of was like... How did you not get scooped up? Well, literally, I actually almost did get scooped. And I was like sitting on this chair and I was kind of like sleeping a little bit. And I kind of like had seen this guy across the like, and like this like maybe 40 something gray hair, motorcycle helmet mm. guy. And I kind of was like fall asleep, came over while I was like eyes closed, dropped a note on my lap that said, I think, yeah, no, I you're remember remembering. This, yeah. And that said like, hi, like cutie, like I've never seen someone like as cute as you. Like if you ever are back in Cape Cod or something, here's my number. Oh my God. And I remember, God. and now I'm remembering another memory is that I got back I'm to Boston. I'm remembering another memory. <laughs> Okay, wait. You don't no, still have that but, note, do you? No, no, because here's what I think. I think I was so terrified of my sexuality that I... Well, y'all do your 14. That's like a 30-year-old. I was, I like, was in your bedroom, shit. and I I hid the note in one of your jewel cases for a CD. Oh, my God. Yes. And I, I was like, I can't ever find this. Like, it was the fucking, I don't know, Talmudic stone, and I was just like, get rid of this. Oh, my God. You know what's so crazy? It's like, we can't find that now. But I just threw out when I was, like, having to move out of my dad's. There was all this stuff in the basement. And there was a bunch of jewel cases still left. I wonder if I threw out the note. Wow. Yeah. An iconic note. And now we could find the guy's phone number and cancel him. I know. Cancel him and be like, (laughs) how dare you go up to a 14-year-old man? Okay, as a person of sister experience, I want to talk about Janice's relationship with her sisters. Um, So her sister, the older one, who, like, was deeply abused, it's so sad in 70s, I feel like is, was just in, like, so many cults and, like, self-helps and just feels so Netflix She's so the vow, it's insane. Yeah, she's the vow. She's that other one where they all wore red stuff. Yeah. And then the little sister, I, like, couldn't keep up with, like, all the insane Saudi princes, like, she was, like, married well, to. Well, it sounded like she was kind of doing the more, like, the slightly less successful model thing, which yeah. is, like, where you're half a model, but, like, half just kind of, like, marrying rich Saudis and, like, getting, having so much caviar and they're, like, bathing in cologne and you're, like, going to clubs. Right. Because it was kind of weird in the beginning of the Janice book. I feel like she was just, like, new, but she was like, uh, all the girls I stayed at in the apartment in Paris were, like, such bitches, and all they talked about was, like, cocaine and the guys they fucked. And I'm like, well, that's literally what your book is about. Yeah, I know. That's why it's, like, she has this kind of push-pull between, like, pretending she's a prude and then just being, like— I think it was just because she wasn't in the scene, and that's—and they, yeah. they weren't asking her, like, who she fucked. But I do, yeah, because then it's also, like—but I think that she actually has a pr- kind of accurate, like, distinction between, like— a slightly just like grosser, sleazier, like yeah. girl who goes out to clubs vibe. 
and then just like a slightly more fun version that's like right, that's being more studio 54 that's being more studio like, 54 and there's like more just like you're sleeping with like photographers uh, as like because like when she gets into that phase of her life she does like sleep with that club owner guy who is so sleazy and marries him Albert Gerstein Albert, right and he's like so disgusting he almost kills her in a car crash hey PSA don't drunk drive no literally there's she so much dies. drunk driving in that but I have to say like I don't I think everyone in LA just drunk Still drives does all drunk the time. Drive. But it's like she was so wasted. I'm like, okay, so my favorite moment later in the book when she gets a DUI, this like les- clearly lesbian cop pulls her over and she's like, the things she could do with that baton. <laughs> and then so fab when she talks about the Beverly Hills jail, she's just like, oh, go there. Croissants anyone? No, she was like literally the blanket that gave me was cashmere. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, like, Nordic jail vibes. Um, okay, other question I want to ask you. She does a lot of iconic photo shoots with animals, sharks, lions, alligators. What's your dream animal to do a photo shoot with? That's so interesting. Uh, obviously, my mind goes to cat, because, like, right, Roar, sexy, rawr. Cat person, anyone. Yeah. Um, and she, like, has that photo shoot with a cheetah, and she's just, like, looking at my face is pure terror, um, which does sound really terrifying. Like, I don't know, that's too scary. But then I'm also like, maybe it's about doing it with like an elephant because like you'll look so thin and like in comparison. But then I'm like, actually, people kind of see things by generalization, not by comparison. So maybe like being with a really thin thin animal, animal, like a deer, a flamingo, I was thinking. Oh, oh, I could see you in a full sea of flamingos. You know, deers are funny because some, I will say, are very scrawny. Some are like big, like some the Fire are, Island deers. They're like covered in like so much. I hate like, those. They're so like, like cancerous, and they have all those like cysts. They're gross. Well, it's so funny. One of my favorite characters in the book is her favorite booker, Monique Pillard. Oh yeah. And like they talk about this booking room in the old model agencies, and it sounds so fun. <laughs> no, everyone's and there's like, like the big wheel, the, and everyone's on the horn, and everyone has dates, and it's cards. And she overhears Rome being like, "No, no lions for her this week. She's on her period." Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> They'll smell the blood in the water. I do love Monique. And she's like this, like, she's this kind of like they rotund show her. She French woman. She's yeah. like always smoking a cigarette and being like, honey, just like, I don't care how drunk you are, like, be there on time. Right. And just being like, you can't pull the stuff like you, you've been doing. Because there's a point where, you know, she starts she, acting like Gia. Right. And she gets, and she's like, you're literally turning into Gia. You're getting like so drug addled and insane and like being too much of a diva and like not showing up to shoots. The part where Gia also, like, roofies her with heroin on a set is, like, the most 80s thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. She thinks it's coke, and then it's heroin. She passes out, oh. and Gia's just like, yeah, fuck you, cunt. Well, you know what that reminded me of? The time I did meth by accident. Oh, yeah, and you were what? up for, like, three, And I was yeah. literally, and I was in the bathroom at um, Eastern Block before it became Club Coming. And a Wait. Tra- yeah. How did I forget the Club Coming was Eastern Block? I don't know because that, well, that's actually erasure and you need to rem- <laughs> yeah. remember your history because it used to be Eastern Block, um, on just the exact same narrow gay bar. Yeah. And <laughs> I was in a bathroom with this drag queen and like some of the person in this drag queen like pulled out what I thought was Coke and she was just like, do you want a line? And I just, and I didn't ask. And I was like, oh, sure. I didn't, I didn't clarify what the drug was. And I yeah. did this line and it was so like, it was, it was so sharp and like acidic and like, Rocky and I was like, whoa, like that's some really rocky Coke. And then she was like, Oh, honey, that's not Coke. It's Tina. Oh. And that's that, like the beginning of the movie. And no. it's like, welcome to New York. <laughs> it was so welcome to New York in 2013. And I was just like, <laughs> and I at first I like felt like high, like in a kind of a normal Coke. I was like, yay. And then it was like cut to two hours later, and I'm 
violently horny and I'm fucking a close friend who will rename nameless. <laughs> and we did have a... Which is funny because that same close friend I did accidental meth with also because of another former close friend. And when you say former, you don't mean dead. No. Because <laughs> that's, that's kind of how it sounded. And anyway, so then, but yeah, it was bad. I was up for a liter entire day off of one line. And then our other friend, <laughs> <laughs> um, who is sort of a uh, rapper's. Um, a rapper's. Sort of a, a, a rapper extraordinaria. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, you're yes. saying rapper in a weird way. Rapu- I was saying this with a feminine form. Oh, a rapuse. <laughs> like a masseuse. A rapuse. A rapuse. A r- um, <laughs> Who's your favorite rapuse? And I called him and I was like, I just did math because I knew that he had, had some experience. And he was just like, he was like, oh, Chica, um, just go for a run and you'll get it out of your system. Huh. So I weirdly took his advice, which was absolutely horrible. And I went for, I ran like from like the to Cobb stop to like the Morgan stop and I truly thought I was going to have a heart attack and it was just like actually getting your heart rate up while you're on meth is like not a great idea sounds horrible it was horrifying Um, and then I finally fell asleep at like 6pm the next day after truly thinking I would stay alive for the rest of my life and after that like Janice was that kind of the reckoning and when you got sober well, from meth, yes. Yeah, from meth, yeah. <laughs> I have not done meth since. I was very just like, I don't under, sorry, like, no shade, but I don't. I mean, obviously, I know I addiction is I don't get it. Thing. It just sounds horrible. Like, I, I guess, guess that, it means you can, like, fuck for longer. And, and it that's makes why you gay super, guys do it. It makes you super horny, and that's why gay guys do it. But I was just like, this feeling of not thinking you'll ever sleep again is so fucking stressful. I absolutely never want to experience that again. Yeah, the time I was did something, I was like, I feel like this is meth. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I just feel jittery and horrible for hours. Anyway, yeah. drugs... Drugs are crazy. Like, use them yeah, in moderation. Like, like, seriously, like, people know who I remember. Okay, I feel like my sister's biggest thing, and I was always like, took that hard. It was like, know who you're getting it from. And it's like, well, I don't know if I've ever. No one knows who, no they're, one getting knows who they're getting it from. Like, <laughs> only in high school when I'm just like buying so, weed from like the weird redheaded guy. Like, yeah. But you don't I'm, know where he's getting it. It's just no, like, you don't know yeah. where the drugs are. And come I'm not from. like, I really trust him. Yeah. I really trust Kelty. <laughs> I mean, that is okay. But I feel like that's also so like queer festival where it's like. Oh. This like queer festival I went to last summer, and it was just like you could bring your like drugs to like test them, and there would be like this like wow, like a consent drug. This station? like consent like lesbian would be under a tent and just like test your drugs to see whether or not it was like we need to get her on the clean. pod. Yeah. <laughs> Segment vibes. Okay, so... How does she live? What does she eat? What does she wear? What does she wear? Um, How does she live? Okay, so I... Oh, so I saw this celebrity rehab she was on. Oh, I saw a weird celebrity, like, real estate show. Yeah, that's what I did. It seems so fake, and she doesn't buy any of the houses. And it's just, she's so, like, classic LA, where it's some, like, huge white leather couch, pool, big island. uh, Well, because she doesn't have that much money from her modeling days, because she... she, blew it all on lobster. Honey, it all went up her nose. She didn't, like, save money. And, like, she talks about one time she saw Cindy Crawford, like, at the Ford office, and she was like, oh, this bitch was, like... Knew, knew how it. to like kind of control her career. Well, she says, right, those next supermodels were yeah. like businesswomen. And she was like, all right, like RIA, what? So, like, she's had to kind of hustle and do every fucking reality show into the sun after Top Model. And I don't think she has that much money. So, she probably has the most just like. It's a d- little condo esque, yeah, you know? Yeah, I feel like maybe she's not even owning right now. 
Yeah, like it's like renting, and she's like, it would have made sense if she had bought earlier, but it's like she's renting, and it's five thousand six hundred a month. It's so that, and she's like throwing, burning all her money on rent on this, just like not that cute. And maybe it comes again with a white leather couch. (laughs) It absolutely came with a white leather couch, and like, but then it's. I feel like it's this weird mix. Okay, because here's one thing that's interesting. I kind of don't think she has like her own style or like good style, really. It's like glam and just like, I feel like it's cheesy hotel. It's like cheesy hotel, like the BB store in the lobby of the hotel. And so she's just like, like maybe the like. Glass coffee table. It's like the condo's weird and like all white marble modern, but then like the bed is mahogany and it's just like low ceilings. I could see her with like a big high bed for some reason. Definitely high bed and like clothing racks. I don't think, I think she's. Like closet being like Manolo Blahniks. I'm no, but dead. isn't she so randomly when like celebrities have just like not a fab closet and there's just like so many shoes still in the plastic wrap everywhere? I mean, I could see like things are overflowing. Yeah, I think it's very overflowing shoes she that she's meaning to return. Looking, I feel like her kids are grown, but she was like, I want rooms for them. Right. But I don't think I think it's hotel getting... lobby and like a little bit cheap. Maybe leather isn't real. Yes. Okay. Okay. What does she eat? Nothing. But I mean, and then when she does, well, I remember. So in her second book, which I've also read, but it's been a long time, and I remember yeah. when she talks more about the top model years. Um, she talks about like seeing some other model, like Cindy Cro- or like I don't know Claudia Schiff or something, like at some restaurant in the '90s, and she eating a pizza, and she was like. And she just fucking ate the whole slice and then ate another one. And she was, like, shocked because at one point in the book— She goes to CPK with she, her kids. Oh, well, she goes to CPK with her kids. But I was also saying in her model days, her diet was um, the diet of thirds. You just only eat a third of every meal. Which I need to do. Which is actually genius. Yeah. And you just always leave two-thirds in your plate. But it's, like, it seems very dependent on the portions because— you could go to Vinny Testa's and a third of well, a Well, if you're going to family style, yeah. that's totally different. But I mean, like, she's glam. Obviously, she was so like lobster caviar, lobster caviar. Right. And then I feel like it's so single mom to take your kids to CPK. Yeah. And they're getting like a chicken buffalo arugula pizza. And she's like, I'm going to have a slice, kids. Well, the thing is, because I feel like it's also single mom because it's like you just want to do the things that you know are going to make your kids happy. And like, obviously, CPK kids are going to like CPK because they can get whatever pizza they want. But I feel like she can get a salad at CPK. Absolutely. Yeah. She absolutely is Caesar vibes full Caesar vibes but also like she's blue cheese yeah and she's ordering like a ton of sushi oh yeah she's ordering a big sushi platter eating half of it well obviously she goes out to dinner all the time she's going to the Ivy because everyone's always like hey I want to grab dinner she doesn't cook yeah um, oh, and then one time she's just like, she's like, I was a bad cook and that was my thing and I'm making mac and cheese. Um, I guess what does she wear? We, we kind of reference this a bit, but yeah, I think she's wearing just like. It's still just like tight vava voom. Well, I remember once said she said like, honey, don't dress for women, dress for men. She's very <laughs> like the opposite, I think, of like current style trends of like man repeller. Like, oh, yeah, shit. she's not in like she's a not big Jenna Lyons. No. <laughs> no, she's the opposite of Jenna Lyons. She's always showing off her fake Huge tits. Huge tops. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, who are you in the book? Biggest question. This of is the I night. was. This I is know. so hard. There's it's so really many so hard. There's the entire like celebrities of the '80s and '70s are in this. '80s, '90s, and today. <laughs> Donna Summer, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. <sighs> Tick fucking talk here. I'm really like. I mean, yeah, you have shades of Janice, but then it's like but you're not like a full Janice because she is completely insane and no one is Janice. Except for Janice. Well, no one is Janice, and that's what's so fab about her. Yeah. Like, you can't just be like, I'm the Janice. Like, 
to some extent, I think I like want to be Janice in a lot of ways. It's right. Like, I feel I'm, it's like you're aspirational Janice. I wish that I were having more insane torrid affairs and it's just like, sure, like. You want to fly and steal did a Ferrari. I, did and- I get my. F- but it's like, instead of stealing a Ferrari, it's like, I'm getting my phone stolen while I'm blowing a guy on the beach. Like, okay, not to carry, but I think I'm Andy Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think you're Andy Warhol like in any way. Like I'm, they're like he listened, and I'm just so like. Are you pulling like a straight girl aside at the club and just being like, like talk? Because the one talk. scene with Andy Warhol, he pulls her aside and he's like, he's like, talk. you tell me everything. Like I don't really see you doing that with straight girls all the time. I guess not. I'm waiting for the you. straight girls being. I see like- you talking. <laughs> I see you blah, okay, blah, blah, so- screaming at the club, <laughs> spilling your drink on some straight girls' decolletage. Us just like both desperately wanting to be everyone in this book. But just, no, like, I know I want to be not. everyone. And it's like, yeah, I want to be sly and be so like, ham, bam, lamb. You can't take this, hoagie. Yeah. But like, <laughs> so it's like, I want to be sly. But like, also just like. Are you, Simon? You're actually a good father at the end of the or day. Or am I Michael Birnbaum, the father of Savannah, the nice producer of bandits? <laughs> the most boring character in the book. <laughs> who she doesn't tell is the father of her daughter until so eight years seven later. years. I mean, I also feel like I'm a little casting vibes. Maybe I'm a little Mo- Monique Pollard. Yes, I would absolutely cast you as Monique Pollard. Yeah, you're, you're smoking. I'm smoking. You're giving I'm on the, the girls horn. advice. You're on the horn. Gossiping with all the girls. I'm yeah. like, well, Gia's conf- Oh, yeah, it's more Gia's confiding in me. Yeah. Rather- so Nick's me being Warhol. Um, You're Monique Pollard, and I'm this, like, gaggle of, like, desperate hoes and a <laughs> French attic, like, fucking random Saudi millionaires and, like, not really getting a modeling career off the ground. Well, <sighs> Wow, what a journey. What a journey. And what it's a- always that thing where... I feel like we didn't even get into the book, but honestly, I didn't want to give away too much because no. I want everyone to go and read this I book. I do want you to go read this book. This is not, okay, well, we'll tell you off the bat, sweetie, if it's a skip or it's a read. Honey, this is a read. This is a read. Giving it 10 meatballs. Run, don't walk. All right, no, I give this 10 Dom Perignons out of 10. Hell to the yes. I give it 10 lines of Coke, These sweetheart. are front row. The good kind, straight from Columbia. Front row Rolling Stone tickets. Uh, <laughs> Mick Jagger. <laughs> sticky fingers. Who's Sticky Fingers? It's, an Al- it's a Rolling Stones album. Oh, cool. Rock I stuff, knew that. Now yeah. I'm, um, I'm like more TV, less music. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was please an, read this. Please read this. Um, This was a super fun journey to go on with you as my podcast partner, co-host. And to revisit, I feel like we really reconnected. Um, No, this is a great book. Thank you so much uh, for listening to this episode. Like, please tune in every week uh, to... single week to Celebrity Book Club. To this podcast that you are currently listening to. Um, Next week, we have a huge surprise in store. Yeah, a little man... Named Chastin Buttigieg. A little fagotta <laughs> named Chastin Buttigieg. Um, and we are going to do his memoir. I have something to tell you. Um, That's the name of his memoir. <laughs> I have a feeling it might be, not to kind of be a psychic here, the opposite of the Janice book. I'm going to say it's going to be the opposite of the Janice book in every way. Um, but so, yeah, if you literally loved this episode or even liked it, please rate and subscribe. Rate and subscribe. And Although if you would, if you actually, if you're in your mind, you're like, mm, that was three, like maybe don't, right? Four and five will take. Okay. In terms of stars. Right. Do, actually, honestly, do you. No, Literally wait. do you. 
I take that back. Sorry, I'm being super crazy and controlling. Like, I do Just, want honest feedback. Tell yeah, us everything. Okay. One and a half stars. If the audio is weird, like, I want to know. Us, no, let's literally do this. tell us. Okay. Super honest. Um, do follow us on Twitter at, at CBC The Pod. That's at CBC The Pod. And again, tune in next week. For Chasten. For Chasten. Chasten. For Chasten. Yeah, cha- tomato, tomato. We'll find out. I will discuss the pronunciation in depth. Uh, for the for an hour. Yeah. Uh, so Okay, love you guys. Love you guys. Best. Bye. Ciao. Sorry, Stephen, do you need to cry outside while I read these credits? You're going to be okay. Oh, shut the front door. <laughs> I've modeled for Abaddon, for Ritz, for Halston. Doll Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and HeadGum. The show is produced by Meg Murnane with editorial support from this hot guy, Andrew Parsons, and this smoking man, Leon Nafok. Engineered by Ferris Monchi. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horace. You know him, 68 Woodstock. Artwork by Teddy Blanks. I fucked him at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast. App. Leave us a review. Hell, and don't forget to tell your friends or your enemies about us. That was a HeadGum Podcast. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.